1: to it came from the radio the official of the big apple Con. this is your host mark torres speaking with me via virtual distancing for our 55th live show courtesy of the east Metal public library we have none other than fishy sarcasm dominic Definition mancerano
2: hello for everyone watching
1: <laughs> and we have l man jenny felody
3: good evening again
1: and we have our special guest who's going to be talking to with and about which makes it our life so much easier that he's here with us we have comic creator and a podcaster, George Medina. Hello, everybody. So, as I mentioned, we're going to be talking to George in just a few minutes. But before we do that, we have to take it away with the news. It's more from time. The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of sci-fi.radio. That's sci fi for your Wi Fi. So, as, well as the fine folks at the Big Apple Condo, which we are the official radio show of, celebrating over 25, 6 years of comic bookness and pop culture stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. The next convention is going to be on May 7th and 8th. It's a two day show for the Big Apple Trading Cards Show. We also want to give out shout outs for our Patreons, of which there are Danny Gorilla, award-winning Director Jared Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Portes, Newsday Famous, Resident Media, Unchikun. Shadow Rabbit Art, The Hurricane, Yasmin Ray, and Rosa. You want to have your own little shout-out, go to www.camefromradio.com. The little button on there that says uh, donate, go right to a Patreon page, and just for a dollar a month, you can be uh, get a shout-out on our show. All right, as we always do, we start off with the sad news, and we have a lot of bit of sad news, so we're going to try to burn through it as quickly as possible. So, uh, first bit of sad news. Actress Ray Allen uh, died recently in her sleep. Ray was in... Ray was in over her 70-year career, appeared in such shows as Damn Yankees, The Tiger Makes Out, Where's Papa, Taking Off, Acts of Love, The Other Comedies, uh, Moving, She Said No, A League of Their Own, Calendar Girl, Men- Menendez, A Killing in Beverly Hills, The Fourth Tenor, Love for Rent, The Hard Easy, and How to Be a Better American, just to name a few. Uh, she was a young 95 years old. And I know I know not to ask Elman uh, and Daniel Felody, but Mr. Dominic definitely is Toronto. Yes, Are you sir. familiar with uh, Ray's work.
2: Uh, I am definitely familiar with some of it. Uh, she was in Seinfeld, I see, uh, where she was playing the unemployment officer. So I remember seeing her in that. Um, she's done a lot of television. She was in The Sopranos. Yes. So I've probably definitely seen her in The Sopranos. Um she was in. oh she was in a league of their own so i know i definitely have seen her in a league of their own 70 year career that's what i'm saying
1: she's in a lot yeah. of
2: a lot of things i mean when we get to these people who have had a wonderful lifespan of, of like 90 you know ninety, ninety-five, 95 and they've been in show business for 70 some odd years uh it's almost next to impossible to have not seen them for at least someone who enjoys movies and television anyway
1: or even Elman Denny Felly. I know she watched the Seinfeld, so she had to have seen yes. her as well.
2: Yeah.
3: Yes, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. was in
2: Stargate. I've definitely seen her in Stargate. Yeah,
3: definitely so, seen her in Stargate. Yeah. <laughs>
4: so George, are you also uh, familiar are you familiar with her work? You know, when you said Ray Allen, I was like, wait, the basketball player died? What what happened? <laughs> um no, I I'm, I I'm familiar with her work. I until I saw her picture now in the League of Their Own now i know who she is but i yeah no i've seen a, a few of the things she's been in she's
1: as, as we like to say in on our show sometimes she was a that girl actor like oh that girl i know her
2: that girl yeah. i've seen her I yeah know. she's absolutely a that girl actor <laughs> so 100%. moving on
1: for some more sad news all right actor nehemiah pierceoff also died recently from heart failure in a career spanning 50 years Nehemiah appeared in more than 200 television shows and films, including On the Waterfront, The Heart of they Fall, Men in War, The Badlander, Some Like It Hot, Day of the Outlaw, The Big Show, Comancheros, uh, Global Affair, The Greatest Story Ever Told, The Money Jungle, The Girl Who Knew Too Much, The People Next Door, The Mrs. of October, Psychic Killer, The Village of the Dam, Deadly Harvest, Yentl, The Last Temptation of Christ, and probably what he's best known for, American Tale and its sequels as Papa Mousekewitz. So, do you guys ever watch any of the American Tale films? No,
2: no. We got I, three movies. Maybe, no. maybe <laughs> when amazing. I was very young. You right. know, American
1: Tail Five O with the mouse and
2: yeah, my I, don- I okay. know the movie. All right, but yeah. I can't.
1: So he played he honestly played the say. father,
2: the father yeah. character.
1: So he was a a super young, a hundred and two years old. Wow. Yeah, holy, cow. It's, it's crazy. Wow. That's fifty years of work and hundred and two. I mean. That's just wild for me. Right? Yeah, and none of us have seen
0: it.
1: <laughs> he, wow. That's right. That's right. If you reach a hundred years old, as like we have mentioned many times on the show, you get a letter from the president. So he got a letter from the president. Good job.
2: Yeah, yeah, he got a letter from the president. I wouldn't want
3: to get a letter from the president. <laughs> so, <laughs> so,
1: so then you got to quit at ninety-nine, Jen. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it depends. I, who do you think is going to be president when I'm 99? I, like... I think it's going to be a
2: robot. I think it's going to be a robot. A robot. Oh, okay. Uh, so yes. what, like 60 some odd years from now, will there even be a democracy? It's going it be, be a, a robot. Yeah. It's a robot. Yeah. It's so, it'll be a, a Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Maybe it'll it'll be a alien Bitcoin overlords. <laughs>
1: yeah. I like that. A Bitcoin. Yeah. No, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be an NFT.
2: There you go. Oh, my God.
3: <laughs> and Look. we're all going to just buy and sell them. We're like, <laughs> hey, I can buy and sell you. No. Mr. President
2: 60, <laughs> 60 years mind. from now we might have made by we should have made contact with the Vulcans by now that's so right. the first contact day <laughs> is like 41 <laughs> years away I think that's right that's and and right. speaking of
1: future time um there's a, a information that George Jetson is born this year that's true based really? on the no. math on how old he was in the Jetsons cartoon 20, so he's right 20, now 30. he's born George Jetson um, oh, so, moving awesome. on for some more sad news. More sad news because we you got two more. Actress yeah. Kathy. i having too good of a day. <laughs> Kathy uh... Lampkin also died recently of natural causes. In addition to being in such films as. Flutter, The Psychic Experiment, Expecting Mary, Exterminators, The Heartbreak Kid, The Man in the Cell, The Astronaut Farmer, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning, Three Wise Guys, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Screen Door Jesus, that movie I now have to see, Gambler Five, <laughs> Playing for Keeps, and The Mariano Kid Just to Name a Few, Kathy was perhaps best known for her role in No Country for Old Men as the Desert Air Trailer Park Manager. Did you see uh, No Country for Old Men? Dominic like Defendi in Toronto.
2: I have not seen uh, no, Country no Country for, for Old Men. No, no. Although I know it's the movie that made Javier Bardem's career in America. Um, what I about- probably have, I probably have seen her though because she's been in a list right. of yeah, tons big, of. She's another of- another one of those like oh that person yes right. so yeah.
4: uh,
1: George did you uh, see um, No Country for Old Men.
4: I did see "No Country for Old Men," and I I I kind of recognize her from the uh, "Heartbreak Kid" more so more Ah, so than okay, yeah.
1: What about you, Elman? Jenny Fellie, "No Country for Old Men."
3: <laughs> you she's, know what? She's I, gonna, I, we're just going to uh, keep on
1: moving. We're just going to keep on moving. keep moving.
3: This is not safe territory to ask me a question. I had two inappropriate oh, okay. jokes. I'm not okay. going to do it.
1: So. All right. All right. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. So, yeah, even more yeah. sad news. At least she warned us. <laughs> Actress. Yeah. Catherine Hayes also died recently, and as of this recording, which is uh, April the 13th of 2022, no cause of death has been announced. While in plenty of movies and T-rolls under her belt, Catherine is perhaps best known for her role of Kim Hughes for 38 years on the soap opera as the world turns which aired from 1972 well she aired from 1972 to 2010 when the show was canceled by cbs leaving her as one of the longest running actors on that series now i always get confused uh dominic about mm-hmm. the the soap operas you watch was uh was this this one was the one, one of watch? them okay yeah, so a... do you are you well aware of Kim i'm who?
2: i'm very aware of her i watched her for many years um, my mother and I would watch As the World Turns as well as all the other CBS soaps. So, yeah, I, I know who she is.
1: And, um, uh, yeah. George, you are you As the World Turns uh, soap I, opera fan? I, I,
4: I can't say I was. <laughs> I do see here on her IMDb page that she was on one episode of One Light to Live, which is interesting. She
1: Oh, that's a traitor. You can't be on it, someone else's yeah. soap opera.
4: <laughs> it's just out there.
2: <laughs> Maybe it was a crossover episode. That would have been cool. I doubt it. They, did do <laughs> cro- they would do crossover episodes within the network. So you would get crossovers between the bold and the beautiful and uh, the young and the restless. And as the world turns, they would every once in a while have different people going to and from. But to get it across a network. No, mm. I doubt it. I nice. do see, <laughs> see actors, though, like if their soap ends up being canceled, like as the world turns, they'll maybe get something on ABC or NBC.
1: Right. Right. Okay. So let's see. So final bit of sad news. Oh, wait, wait, you got it. Here we go. This is
3: just a fun fact. Catherine Hayes was born by the name of Kay Piper. That's it. That's all I got.
1: (laughs) Thank you for that fun. Well, there you
3: go. (laughs) (laughs) uh,
1: Final bit of sad news. Actor and legendary comedian Gilbert Godfrey died Mm. from, all right, here we go, ventricular Tachycardiocy. Oh, I right, never. Mind. It was a heart condition. It was a bad right. heart condition. Was, this was. It wasn't
3: hmm. a good one.
1: Oh, yeah. that's nice. That's nice. Very nice. <laughs> um, while being a great stand up comic, Gilbert appeared in such films and TV shows as Bad Medicine, Beverly Hills Cop Part 2, Hot to Trot. Adventures of Ford Fairlane, Problem Child, and his sequels and spinoff TV series. Lucas talking to House Party Three, Thumbelina, Saved by the Bell, Wedding in Las Vegas, Double Dragon. I did not know he was in that movie. Meanwhile, he sparks Doctor Doolittle, The Aristocrats, uh, Miss December, Unbelievable, uh, The Truth About Santa Claus, Billy and Mandy Save Christmas, Sharknado Five and Part Six. Just name a few. Ooh, wow. Of course, his unmistakable, unmistakable voice. Uh, many people know him for his work as Iago the Parrot in the Disney Aladdin film and TV series of the same name. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually met him. I went to a comedy show and I saw his uh, his his act. And this was when he was on the comeback from his uh, problems with the Affleck when he got fired from being the Affleck mm-hmm. duck.
2: Because oh, he, yeah, made, he some, made some comment, some, uh, right?
1: He made uh, some Japanese jokes and a lot of people uh, used uh, Affleck word in Japan. And like, well, we we're going to fire you. And that was, like, one of the first people to get, quote, unquote, canceled. So he was on his way back up. So I managed to get him in a little comedy club. It was very intimate. And he still had it. And it was, it was great seeing him. And then I got to take a picture with him afterwards. I put the picture on my Facebook page. Um, and he always does a great Seinfeld impression.
0: Mm, he did, yeah.
1: <laughs> and um also wanted to mention um, – on on cuz now when somebody uh, dies you get the uh, a lot of video clips of their performances and there's one clip that's uh, circulating is when he was on Hollywood squares and it was i had I, I seen this live so as, as as you may or may not know Hollywood square you have celebrities and it's a uh, uh, big squares and you have to do tic tac toe and you have to either agree or disagree with the celebrity and you get the x or the circle and if you're right. wrong the other person gets it but the way the game was set up is that you can't win by incorrecting, incorrectly guessing what the uh, other person was. So all the other squares were taken. It was even four to four. And for the win, you had to get Gilbert Godfrey. And the two contestants kept on getting the answers wrong over and over and over, so much so that Gilbert Godfrey started calling them, you fool, every time they got the answer wrong.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God. That's funny. So, um, Dominic Diffman's Transprano, a Gilbert Gottfried fan?
2: Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, didn't hate him. Like, I loved him in Problem Child. Um, obviously, he made the voice of Aladdin, uh, Not a, but of the parrot in, in Aladdin. Like, couldn't think of it, of anyone else doing that. Uh, very funny, man. It's sad because he had apparently a genetic condition because I'm, I'm looking him up as well. Uh, it was a muscle disorder, myonic um, dystrophy. It was type two, which leads to having heart issues. And so the ventricular tachycardia that he had.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
2: yeah, thank you. I, I have a, I have like an honorary master's in cardiology, uh, be- <laughs> thanks to my mother. Um, basically, what's ha- what happened to him, unfortunately, because of the genetic disorder with his muscles, it affected his heart. And in the lower ventricle chamber of the heart, it was beating faster than it should have been. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have a defi- like a, an attached defibrillator within your body or a pacemaker, that is what can kill you if it goes on for too long. Most right. likely what happened was that he just felt very tired and fell asleep and that's Ooh. it. It's not particularly as agonizing as I understand. It's like a heart attack or something. It's more just why do I feel so tired? And then you just kind of like pass out. Wow. Hopefully, hopefully it was ironically peaceful, you know, wow. um, hopefully not that he was in any, any sort of panic. I mean, it's scary when your heart suddenly is beating a lot faster than it should be. Yes. Um, he might not even known he had it and it just happened to him. Wow. Any good cardiologist though, will be able to detect, check it, check it out and, and correct it. If if you're having episodes that correct hmm. themselves.
1: So, Elman Jenny Fildy, were you a Gilbert Gottfried fan?
3: Yeah, he was actually in my friend's movie. I shot a few films with Richard Lampone, One Last Day Productions, and this movie that I dreamt about twice, Gender Bender, is a very funny movie. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried was one of many comedians in that movie, and very, 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 very funny. And there might even be a gender bender too.
1: Ooh. How about you, I didn't George? <laughs> No, I was not listed on, on the. I said just name a few. It's always just name a few. Oh,
3: wow, that one needs to be
4: uh, Gender Bender. Wow. What about you, George? You were a Gilbert <laughs> Gottfried fan? I like Gilbert Gottfried. I, I think he, uh, he was he had some really good movies. Uh, it's funny Dominic mentioned uh, Problem Child. I forgot he was in that. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, he was. I think wasn't he in Beverly Hills Cop also?
1: Yeah, Part He's Two. Part one? Two. Part
4: Two. Right? Yeah, yeah. He was in that. Yeah, no, he he was a great comedian then.
1: So let's see. So that's it for the sad news. Uh, He was 67, a 67-year-old man. All right. So let's see. Uh, But not as not as not sad news. Let's go to that.
2: Yeah, let's let's bring it up a bit there. (laughs) From the. That's a lot of nuts.
1: Department. The new Sonic the Hedgehog sequel has taken the number one spot in the domestic box office, pulling in $72 million in ticket sales, knocking off the new Sony slash Marvel movie Mobius, which made an additional $10 million in its second week of release of note. The new Michael Bay film, Ambulance, opened at a quote-unquote disappointing $8 million. For those of you keeping track, the new Batman film is still the highest-grossing film of 2022 with $359 million, followed by the second third Spider-Man film, which is at $230 million. Keep in mind that Spidey is last year's highest-grossing film, which is 2021, and Sonic comes in at number six, with Ambulance coming in all the way down at 24, the highest-grossing films this year. Have you managed to see uh, Batman yet, uh, Dominic?
2: <clears throat> no, but I will next week because that's when it comes to HBO Max. <laughs> so,
0: oh, okay. So, yeah, right, I'll, so then... I'll
2: watch it. I'll watch it next next week. I, I'm looking forward to it, especially like a three-hour long movie that i can pause it go use the bathroom at my convenience get a snack and come back
1: yeah. all right so what about you george did you
2: see batman yet i thought you were gonna ask if i saw like sonic the hedgehog <laughs> no
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's what i was wondering i saw a commercial or poster i was like who's watching this like what's the demographic for viewing
4: <laughs> the kids and yeah. uh video game fans i kids. would imagine yeah,
2: yeah. Basically
4: wow good. wow wow okay uh, I did see the Batman um, in the movies and I felt all three hours of it. I mean, listen, it, it was, <laughs> it was, it was, a. am not going to say it was a bad movie. And it's not even because of who played Batman. Cause I thought he, he did well. I just, you know, it was too much. Like, you know, it was trying to be too much. I don't know. It was, it reminded me too much of seven, you know, the movie mm. seven. And I was like, ah, you, I just felt like they were trying too hard to be too dark.
2: I hear, yeah, it's very polarizing.
0: Yeah,
4: so, uh, I mean,
2: I'm I'm
4: surprised that, that they only had that short stint in the movie theaters, as much money as it's making. I'm surprised they didn't wait longer to put it on. HBO Max, but I guess they felt like, hey, we made enough money to put it on here
1: now. Well, remember, yeah. remember, um, a lot of times the movie theater companies and the movie uh, production companies hate each other, and they want to get the movies out as quickly as possible onto whatever streaming service they have, because that's where the real money's at. There's no sharing of any money. There's no revenue. It's pure profit whenever anything's on okay. their streaming services. Uh-huh. That's why the whole uh, thing with uh, Black Widow happened, that it the, went to Disney Plus straight, Right. She was upset. She's like, where's my money? And you're like, oh, you know, there wasn't money, but they actually made more money on Disney Here's Plus than they would have. Yes. Where's my money? They so they make a fool out
2: of me. Where's my money? On the, uh, <laughs> in the theaters, because they have to take
1: a percentage. So, yeah, that's why they want to get it as quickly as possible into. Basically, the movie theaters are now previews for the streaming service.
4: Right, right.
1: All right, so a let's quick see.
3: question yes a quick question so you hated the batman you really didn't like it now i have a friend that told me it was so good you have to see it. the acting's amazing he's an actor and the whole time he's giving me advice which is something i often wonder about people what kind of person do you think would like this batman you didn't like it what kind of person like what does that say about you if you like it
4: so okay <laughs> so i i thought cinematically i thought it was it was was very well shot like i didn't think there was anything wrong with it cinematically i think for me like an old school batman fan who was like 1989's batman was my batman because i'm an old man um i made it just for
3: you you know i
4: felt yeah i felt (laughs) like this one was trying too hard i think who you asked who do i think this would i think a young younger audience i I think you know kids who are getting into you know the the Marvel movies today. I think might enjoy this. You know they 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 may think, oh wow, this this is cool. This is different. This is dark. I like dark. So dark. Um, yeah, I I think. I mean, okay. I, I'm gonna watch it again, like you said, Dominic, because it's coming to TV. So why not? <laughs> I'll sit there and watch it again. Maybe I'll change my mind. But first first view of of the movie, I was just like, mm, all right. I and really
3: just wanted you to critique my friend, but oh well.
2: <laughs> Do you think Batman, the Batman, would have been better if there were bat nipples? Like oh, you see? <laughs> now you're talking, Damn.
4: Yeah, now you made a good point. Huh.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hmm.
2: Hmm.
4: I so moving on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was For, one thing. Before I, I we saw. On, I though. saw the smoke coming out of her head. I'm like that's not a good position to go.
3: <laughs> move on, move on fast I do. One other thing, yes. though,
2: they say Jim Carrey is going is is pondering retirement. How sad would it be if the last film he did was Sonic the Hedgehog Two? Oh.
1: It's just like when um, Raúl Julia died, and his last movie was uh, Street Fighter.
2: Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. Uh, how do you know
3: he wouldn't be he wouldn't want that that's why i'm wearing this shirt because i love sonic so much what's wrong with sonic
2: just (laughs) saying i'm like if
1: you if you're gonna have a story career you don't want to go out on sonic that's i think (laughs) i think think that's i think that's what dominic's (laughs) trying to say
2: i'm just saying if you're gonna go down as one of the great comedy acting legends of all time which i think he deserves sonic the hedgehog too i, mm. I, 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 I like him when he was
3: video games it was groundbreaking and he's very fast and he eats a lot of coins so i said he a a of coins. <laughs> yeah. he doesn't eat
2: coins
1: it's rings I, I liked uh i liked jim carrey <laughs> when he was a white guy on living color that was my extent of the liking jim carrey was, he was wow token
4: white really guy. that's where it ended Holy
1: yeah it because is. i was like he's funny there and then i then it was like, it was the ace ventura i was like yeah and then the other yeah. Was like yeah
2: but dumb then i don't know like,
1: no i was like yeah wow. i really didn't i really didn't follow him i was like he was funny as the white guy living color and that's he was yeah. the token white guy i
3: actually agree with you kind of mark yeah he wow. never really made me laugh like i knew i was supposed to think he was funny like you know you're supposed to like ice cream and cake and you're like <laughs> oh this guy's funny he's funny but it's like you know when you think about this you're the first person that opened up to this idea i don't know if he's ever made me laugh like he's <laughs> supposed to be this funny guy but you know who's made me laugh more like my mom
4: <laughs> wow comedic legend now we just lost Bill. jim
1: carrey's audience and jim carrey because <laughs> he was watching and now he turned he it was, off
2: yeah, said, I, like, I, well, I gotta I'm say there. i I, did I was gonna like be those... next month's guest but now
4: <laughs> I, no. <laughs> I did exactly i was gonna say that truman show that was that was a really good movie he was really good yeah in truman but show. not funny enjoyable sure. but but dumb like and dumber? It? He, he was I funny and dumb and dumber though i thought he was funny and dumb and dumber the
2: really underrated performance with, when he did Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Well, that was good too. Yeah. Very good. He, he, most comedians like Robin Williams are actually excellent actors. Robin Williams. I don't think they fan. he got his he got his due in doing something dramatic.
1: They actually have the range, but they're you know known for the jokey jokes, and then people get a they have to do like an exceptional performance as opposed to a regular actor doing that performance because yeah. they have to break through to the comedic role, like uh, Tom Hanks. You know, perfect mm-hmm. example. Wacky right. guy from uh, Bosom Buddies. Maybe, uh, like, Bosom one of the Buddies. most highest serious actors out there. So it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But right. Moving on, moving, on let's, moving see we can, on. let's see if we can get two of them in. But we'll just do this one right now. From the kick them while they're down department. As of today's recording, San Diego Comic-Con has yet to file its taxes to the IRS. Because of which California Attorney General Rob Bonta says any organization that is delinquent, Suspended or revoked is not in good standing and is prohibited from engaging in conduct for which it's registered required, including soliciting or distributing charitable funds. For those not paying attention, San Diego Comic-Con was supposed to have filed um, IRS Form 990 by December 31st of last year, which obviously they haven't as of yet. And as of last year, when they did file its annual registration renewal fee report, it stated that in 2020, it had $3.97 million in gross revenue, but its gross expenses that year were $11.98 million, which is a loss of about $8 million. So essentially, if forms aren't filed, they will not be able to operate as they normally do and may face fines and penalties, which can include them losing their nonprofit status if they continue to file missing dates. Now I know Dominic Definition is uh Pronto Comics was uh, a non profit. It made that
2: clear. Right. So right.
1: can you explain what was uh what would be what would happen if they lost their
2: status? First of all, well In in a- in,
1: uh, in four minutes or less. Yeah, no. Uh
2: look <laughs> to, to say that San Diego Comic Con was a non profit is just a ridiculous co- like that's like saying Pam Anderson it was you know, a natural looking blonde you know, like yeah exactly she's a natural blonde right you um. know like they're they're like we're non-profit like there's no way they're actually non-profit mm-hmm. however for those who don't know what the difference is between a for-profit and a non-profit corporation a for-profit gives its whatever um money proceeds? it makes pro, not proceeds whatever profit it makes goes back to shareholders investors owners of the company so on and so forth and in the forms of bonuses and stock bombs etc cetera, etc cetera. and if there's anyone out there who's a business uh, person who knows better than me please feel free write into the show and tell me i'm wrong but when it comes to being a non-profit and this is where a lot of people i think make the mistake in understanding it doesn't mean you can't make money it just means whatever money you make must be put right back into the business mm. into in the forms of buying equipment um do giving like bonuses and salary to uh, the people that work there, um, but it has to go back in. So when you see something as a nonprofit, it doesn't necessarily mean charity. It just means whatever profit that is made from the business gets immediately reinvested into the business and not shared with any sort of investors of any kind because you don't really have investors. You have donations. So uh, well
1: here's a fun fact. Mm. Up until recently, I think we, we are a can... non profit
2: in that we make no money <laughs> here on
1: <laughs> We're a no profit. profit. We're a no, no profit, not yeah. nonprofit. profit yeah. that extra N <laughs> we're makes <anti-profit>. a difference. <laughs> so here's the fun fact. Um, up until recently, I would say within the past five years The NFL was qualified as a nonprofit organization. So that puts things into perspective.
2: Exactly. So the idea of being a nonprofit usually comes with some sort of moral high ground. And the idea that you are doing this for altruism and generosity, that's not really the case because you can have a lot of nonprofit charities, which, by the way, no matter what charity you believe in, double check and see, you know, do a little Google research because a lot of times you have a charity that's like you know raising, let's say raising money for cancer, right? There's billion right. charities raising money for cancer, but when you find out what all the donations go to, it's basically just to keep the charity charity running, and five to ten percent of the donations actually go to the yeah. uh, to the to the cause. So you have to be careful with nonprofits. <laughs> you can really yeah. funnel a lot of money from a nonprofit into the wrong hands or. Right hands.
1: All right, so I gotta. I gotta. Very, quickly, oh, go right. ahead, go ahead,
3: Jen. Go, go. Very funny. Quick, I became part of this nonprofit organization to help out the community, right? So I went to about four meetings, and every meeting they would just talk about what we're going to do at the next meeting, and I'm just <laughs> like, so finally, I asked in a very diplomatic way, honestly, uh, what exactly, what is the mission statement, purpose of this organization? Like, is it to have more meetings? Like, what's the deal? You know, <laughs> it, all everything just yeah. goes back into the thing. So anyway, mm-hmm. continue.
1: So um, right. as, a, okay. as a quick thing, I got to mention before we yeah. take our break. Um, I used to, as everybody knows, I used to work for a movie theater. Um, we was used it a
2: nonprofit to... movie theater?
1: No, <laughs> but the thing is they had little donation
2: right.
1: um, uh, things for, I forget what charity it was. I forget it was. Probably, I probably yeah. shouldn't mention it, but yeah. um, the movie theater, what they did was they donated a certain amount of money to mm-hmm. the charity. And then they tried to recoup their money that they donated by collecting money at the theaters. Yeah. So as Dominic was saying, just double check who you're chari- who you're donating to, and where the donation you're putting it in. So like yeah. the movie theater already gave them their money. They got mm-hmm. their money for the donation yeah. for the charity but they want you to give it to the company so they can make their money back.
2: People have become, especially with corporations, when they're like, do you want to donate to charity? That what they're basically doing is either that, getting their money back, or they're going to take all that money, give it as a donation and collect it as a tax write-off for themselves one way or the other. They're not actually donating their own money right exactly that's so a little little, little so you're, friendly you're, tip
3: you're saying those little coin and cash little drop boxes at the movie yeah. there in the grocery store that's they, actually going to them we're saying they yes.
1: might i know for a fact for the company that i worked used to work for did not but who knows what the other people are for legal purposes
2: right <laughs> Trust issues. So anytime you, you see with uh, one of those things saying, like, do you want to round up for donation? Well, right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Know. Exactly. If, if exactly. I want to donate my money, I'll donate my money to wherever I choose to donate it directly I, to them. I, yes. Yeah. I'm going to vet the oh, charity man. to make sure that money yes. goes to there. Yes. That's why I like the Lust Garden Foundation because they ensure that it goes directly to pancreatic cancer research. Not that I'm mm-hmm. endorsing them, but that's what I want to hear. Right. Uh, so Eighty-six cents for like every donation. <laughs> Every 86 cents <laughs> of every donation goes directly to Parkinson's research. If you donate to the Michael J. Fox foundation. Hmm. So with
3: That's that, and that claim. wasn't an endorsement, correct? <laughs>
2: endorsement, but you've got to do your research,
1: yeah. but we got to take out break. So with that, we're going to take our break and we'll be right back with game from the radio.
3: Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at mfc underscore studios at hotmail.com.
2: Hi, guys. This is Xenia Seberg, who played Zev on the show Lex, and you're listening to
1: It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. And welcome back to It Came From The Radio. Officer Levi Gapoconda's Joe's Mark Torres speaking with us virtually distancing. Of course, we have none other than Dominic, the of them. Don't exist in Toronto. Hello. We have Elman Jenny Felby.
3: Hi again.
1: And we have our very special guest, George Medina.
4: Hola, hola.
1: So as a reminder, this show is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the East Metal Public Library. That's www.eastmetal.info, where they have tons and tons of programming um, of all different shapes and sizes, one of which is our show. Um, And most of the projects are, uh, most of the programs are completely free. So make sure you go to www.eastmetal.info for more programs on a daily basis. So George. Yes, sir. You were a guest. Actually, you've been a guest on our virtual show uh, through the pandemic, but you actually uh, managed to come down to the radio station that we used to be yes. at many, 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 many Way years back. ago. And yeah. I always used to joke that one time you were supposed to come, you actually didn't get to come because you were in a car accident.
4: <laughs> yes, you remember this and I don't. Maybe our <laughs> car accident was very, was more serious <laughs> than we thought because I don't remember uh, that happening. But yes, that is So correct.
1: my question is, what have you been doing since all that time to now? What is the progression of oh. George Medina, Mass Media Studios, Adventures oh. of Wonder Dog, Get Your Meds, all that stuff in yes. five sentences or less?
4: <laughs> five sentences or less. Okay, so since that show, we disbanded as Crazy Comics, created Mass Media Studios, disbanded Mass Media Studios, and then I became just Get Your Meds. All while that was happening, I remained friends with everybody who I was involved with. And I'm actually doing, um, recreated the podcast, Catch the Craze, with my buddy Sam. So, yeah, that's what's been going on.
1: So, you also have your comic company. Yeah, and you're yes. running a Kickstarter
4: campaign. Correct. Correct. So, so, why don't
1: you tell us a little bit about that?
4: Yeah, yeah. So, um, basically, I uh, I decided to, you know, throw my hat into the, the crowdfunding uh campaign game which i feel like everybody's doing now you know if you have a comic book you know you're crowdfunding for it so i'm doing one next month in may or when this airs in may uh as of may 4th that'll be the day that we go live and it's for this book the adventures of wonder dog it's uh the graphic novel is out now i'm actually this is part one of two and the crowdfunding campaign that I'm that I'm uh, you know going to be launching is for the fifth chapter in this eight chapter story. So the first four are in this book, and I'm crowdfunding for the fifth. So that's going to be launching in May uh, May fourth, like I said, and it's going to run for still debating whether it's going to be 21 days, 23 days, 30 days, but it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna launch on May fourth. So I'm excited about that.
1: So how does working on the Kickstarter campaign differ than hustle and bustle of the convention scene that you usually have done?
4: Uh human interaction. I I definitely miss you know, shaking, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies kind of thing where you're like at a convention and you're like, Hey, you know, this is who I am, you know, shake your hand, here's my book, take a look at it, we chat for a little bit. With crowdfunding, it's more, hey, I hope you like this book. And here are the pages. Make a decision and hope for the best. So it, it's a it's a little more. It's a little less. Um, I guess intimate. You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna use that word, but it's definitely different, man. It's definitely different. It's something that you know we have to get used to.
1: So you can't use the Kickstarter campaign to go to people's houses and kiss their babies. <laughs> no,
4: no, no, no. That 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 could be. <laughs> I mean, I know I know you have some incredible tears, Mark. You always have these. You know rewards that you say I should use, but yeah, nah, that's fine. i to be one of them.
1: Yeah, I always say, "What was that? What was that? Ten thousand dollars? You can get the book right. hand delivered for you.
0: Right,
2: right. Yeah. Yeah. If
1: you pay ten thousand dollars for a comic, he'll come to your house, give it to you, and sign it for you. That's awesome. <laughs> like, who wouldn't want that?
2: Right. Do we still have tears? We, we have still have tears,
1: tears on, on our on our Patreon page. Yeah, ten thousand mentioned- dollars.
2: You haven't no, mentioned the tears a in a some pandemic. time.
1: It's
3: I got lots pandemic. of tears. Every time I think that this is anti profit, it's not even a non profit that we're doing yeah,
2: here. Seriously.
1: <laughs> I got
2: lots we, of tears. We we had the ten thousand dollar and then you what? You made a fifteen thousand dollar tier, didn't you? Yeah.
1: We had that on our Patreon page. Uh, so for ten thousand dollars. Can we go yes, higher
2: than fifteen or fifteen no, was the max? I, I
1: tried to make twenty and they said no.
2: <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> oh. Oh. So it was ten thousand oh. dollars
1: um for It was an
2: evening with me. Yeah, an evening with you, with yeah, all, the, all the
1: comic book stores in right. uh, New York, and all the best bars in New York. Right. Wow. And then for wow. 15, you get to get the um, uh, personalized uh, exercise session with um, recipes for your uh, The Life of Energy" book. Right, Jen? Right. And, um, and a one-on-one exercise session, if I'm not mistaken, all that. For fifteen now, As, yeah.
2: as yeah. tiers work, though, shouldn't if they do the fifteen, don't they get everything else underneath that tier? Or is it yes, just...
1: yes? They get the. Oh, they oh, still so... get
2: dinner with oh, me. Wow. Yeah, they still get they get to go out with me for a night in the city. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. So they get a
1: night with you and a night with Jen.
2: So there you Which go. City? I mean, uh, New York, because I'm not going. Anywhere.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll fly them in. They get to be flown Jesus. in. Yeah,
3: I'll take them out and like. Plainview or Siases.
1: <laughs> so yeah, there you go. So yeah, George, <laughs> you should do. You should do that. I'm telling hey, you, ten thousand
4: dollars. You go and kiss their baby. That's that's. I, it. Ten, I'm, I may just use the ten thousand dollars dinner with Dom. You know what I mean? There you <laughs> go. <laughs>
2: just, you get just ten thousand, then we'll go <laughs> yeah. out, go we'll hang out.
4: Just use that. You know.
2: I'll take you to the best places. I swear to God. I don't even know if <laughs> any of those places you. are there anymore. Honestly, <laughs> I really don't. Like we haven't talked about that here in forever <laughs> since before we actually had to go virtual. And I don't know what's actually in the city anymore. It sounds weird to say. It's like, well, it's the city. No, no I don't know what's closed. You're right. You're right. All the bars You're right. I would have taken someone to, they might have closed. I don't know. The the comic book stores I know, they might have closed. I haven't been in the you city get a You get a comic and a beer in. Yeah, comic ten and a grand beer, right? for like, here's a beer and here's a comic. Take care, bye. See <laughs> well,
0: you. you, know, you gotta, into New York? City. Anyone?
2: I am going to be scared out of my mind if anyone ever did the ten thousand oh, dollars here. Dude. I'm going to be googling. I'm going to be googling so much. i like, where do, where am I taking this person?
3: Oh my god! Google so why they want to pay that much money. I'd be like, they're probably oh, so com- they
2: sure, they yeah. love
1: comics and they love our show. What more? What more right. reason that's do they need? Duh, if man, anyone wants right. to pay
3: more than like three hundred for a training with me like
2: they're nuts you yeah.
1: don't say that
3: well i'm just saying you're diminishing
1: yeah. your value well
3: i'm very full i'll tell you person. what i'm
2: definitely gonna do like if someone does like ten thousand dollars like they're gonna get me but i am dragging my wife along just for purposes <laughs> oh, as that's well okay. it's, it's like you're gonna like hey you get two of it like who's this girl I'm like this is my wife and she's coming with me because i don't trust she, that you're she, not gonna... she's yeah.
1: our you
3: she's
2: an official groupie yeah oh you she, you yeah yeah
3: she has a little People think 000. I'm scary. She's
2: the scary one.
1: Really?
2: Someone, yeah. Oh, yeah. She'll she'll kill you. <laughs>
3: really?
2: Whoa. Oh, yeah. Wow. So oh, how?
1: Yeah. So getting back on track. How do you decide <laughs> this was all on track. How do you, how do you decide what tiers do you dis- do you make for a kickstarting campaign, as opposed to when you're in person, you just say, "All right, two for one." Like Getting your baby out, kiss. It. I'm never gonna let you live that down. You know, kiss the baby. That's it. That's it. you
2: gonna be. I don't recommend it in the COVID world, by the
4: way. <laughs> no. It, see that it went away. That, you
2: can't do that yeah. anymore. Babies uh, are germ factories.
4: <laughs> How, yeah. No. See the, the deciding what tears to put on these Kickstarter campaigns is something. Sometimes are the hardest things to do because. All right. So realistically, you go to a convention and you're buying a comic book, and you you know you're probably you can sell a comic book for like five dollars, you know whatever some of these campaigns you're selling it for double that because now you got to, you know, account for, you know, shipping and all that other um, stuff on there and you know emotional
3: I mean? distress for having the, to talk to them.
4: The, <laughs> yeah. So, so it's definitely gotten tougher to create these tiers. I mean, some of the stuff that obviously, because this is a, the fifth chapter of an you know, eight part mini series or whatever, I, you know, I'm offering the entire book, like the, the, you know, the graphic novel on there. So that was, that was pretty easy obviously the the second issue but beyond that you know it was it was about some of the stuff that i have as far as branding you know t-shirts that i made for wonder duck and things like that so so there are a few things on there but it does get tough especially when you know when you're it's a it's a new it's a new arena for me in in a sense that you know that that i'm going into so see what we'll see how it goes
1: now Jen, i know you had a question for george
3: yeah i got a few um all right so The Russ 5377 is a sci-fi urban tale of a young boy named Russ... Who lives in an orphanage where the people who run it are demented scientists looking to create the perfect specimen. So I thought, you know, isn't the world run by demented scientists? I mean, is it mommy and daddy government just uh, allowing a bunch of demented scientists to fuel a giant chunk of the news? And even probably recent stand-up comedy specials that I will bet $1,000 are, are definitely run by demented scientists. And I just heard, to close, Jimmy Dore said that just before, just about an hour ago, that seventy percent of the media is funded by big pharma. So, I just found that Russ five three seven seven is a little microcosm of the world.
4: It's it's funny you say that because one of the taglines for the book is "Believe nothing," and wow. a lot of what's a lot of what's in the book is about the and these kids symbolize us, right? And there's a line in the book where one of the, one of the uh, one of his his uh, his friends, who's also in in that home says to him and he's you know he's figured it out and he says to him you know when they think that things are going wrong they fix it and this is how they fix it and so you know it's obviously a sci-fi tale they have these chips that are implanted into them that make them forget everything that's going on so that's kind of like how they fix it how we get fixed you know that's up to debate and that's a bigger debate but yeah but the book is very much a microcosm of what you're talking about where it's like it's believe nothing oh. so when I when I was writing the book part of it part of that part of that conspiracy kind of like it's in the book um so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm happy you said that I'm glad you, you kind of caught wow
3: that. sometimes I say things and it's just so <laughs> outlandishly <laughs> off track that it's great and then sometimes it's so on so either way I went you know and, but I guess I was on that's interesting I was like oh god what's gonna happen wow
1: cool Dominic you uh, got now a, yeah. I'm
3: interested now I'm really interested
2: yeah. You got a question, Dominic? Uh, my my question is basically Kickstarter, man. How? <laughs> like, <laughs> I've, tried, I've tried doing well, that's Kickstarters. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know Jen had really a, a five-page question. You know, a question yeah. like, of how? <laughs> how? I like it. How? I, I like it. Uh, we have tried Kickstarters uh, a couple of times. In an, we tried a Kickstarter. We tried an Indiegogo. Like how to run that social media campaign for these things? It's exhausting. It never feels like you're making any headway. You're pounding it out there because I'll always I put out my my comic online and I put out my Etsy store constantly, but not this week because there's apparently a strike going on with Etsy. Um, Yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what's
1: going on with Etsy? There's an Etsy
2: strike. People are they've changed the fee structure of Etsy and. They're upping how much more money they're taking out of the creators, and, oh, and people wow. are, are, are annoyed huh. by it. So, all the creators are not posting anything to Etsy or doing business on Etsy. And Wow. And I wasn't doing any business on Etsy at the moment anyway, so it's okay for me to join the strike. But that's neither here nor here. I neither. don't do my business
3: on Etsy, I do it at home. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. um,
2: <laughs> I just find trying to do one of these Kickstarter campaigns or crowdfunding campaigns so exhausting for no guaranteed return on investment and, and like how are you surviving it how are you mentally dealing with it have you done is this the first time you're doing it
4: so, so we've done so as a group we've done a few of them and and you're right man it's, it's it's a grind for the next 30 days you don't sleep you're constantly on your phone did anybody pledge did I get pledges today and then you go on these dry spells where like nobody's pledging for like a week two weeks yeah like oh my god what's gonna happen now yeah um so yeah, no, it's exhausting, dude. This is the first time I'm doing it on my own. Um, and what I did for this one was, I, I mean, I, I kind of went a little crazy. Where I, I have a pre-launch page, which I launched in January for a campaign that doesn't air So that doesn't, you know, go live until May. But I figured let me let me get the ball rolling. Let me see if I can get some interest on the book. So the pre I'm hoping the pre-launch page helps me. Once the campaign goes live, now I'm using you know different things for everybody who signs up. I'm saying, hey, listen, if you sign up, let me know you signed up so I can send you a PDF of, of a print, and I'll show you guys the print. It's uh, it's this guy right here. This is for get people this.
1: listening in the future. It's on our YouTube page. You can see what he's yes. actually showing us.
4: Yes, all right. <laughs> so it, it's a it's a it's an eight by ten print of Wonder Duck that I'm offering for those who sign up early. Right. So it's an incentive. Through to do the sign up, let me know you signed up, and then I'll I'll send you this print. It also allows me to know who's gonna who's signing up because that's one thing that Kickstarter doesn't do is tell you who signs up to your page. So now you don't know who to reach out to who's interested. So I'm trying I'm trying to navigate through that. So that's that, right? Now once the campaign goes live, I'm hoping that there is enough interest or that I've built enough interest so that, you know, the, the uh the people are willing to to you know obviously try to fund help me fund the campaign now like you said um, it's not a guarantee you know where i'm you know it's i'm i'm hoping for the best but that's why shows like this are for you know i have a i have a a podcast that i also am a part of so we're constantly talking about it on the podcast and things like that but yeah dude it's 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 hit or miss man and it's like i i don't know i'll tell you this i'm doing this one for um for chapter five and i'm hoping that that will help me fund the rest of the chapters and even if it doesn't i'm still gonna put the book out it doesn't matter right but um but i don't think i right now i don't plan on doing one for chapter six chapter seven chapter eight i just think that i'm going in i'm going hard on this one let's see what happens and you know and i think that that's where this one will will go because i you're right it, it's a lot <laughs> it's yeah. so much Every I think it's a a,
1: a disingenuous thing though to have people sign up and then they decide not to support. So I think if you do sign up, you should support. Yeah. But if you don't sign up, you should tell other people about it if you don't plan on supporting, but you do want to let other people know about the project. That's a right. good little line to 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 think about. Right. Right. Yeah. It it's just it, you're trying to
2: get people and like you, you know. And then there's also the back end. Say so you hit it, and then you're trying to get out those uh, the, the fulfillments and, and the fulfillments of oh, it. Yeah. And it's so it's so difficult to me. And I'm like, I I try to just I don't do them because I <laughs> I'm going to work that hard. I want to get paid.
4: Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No. Fair. That's fair. Absolutely.
2: So
1: I know Jenny had another question.
3: Um, move on for a second. Hold oh, on. Oh, you
1: said uh, you had a list.
3: All right. All right. Well, I we'll have some ideas. All right. Here we go. <laughs> uh one your website includes a quote that says write what you know isn't about events it's about emotions I think the mainstream news took this advice too far it's all emotions (laughs) it's not about events uh number two unless someone has something to say to that
4: Um, right yeah no I I got that it was a quote that I read that said you know we get a lot of that as writers write 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 what you know write what you know and when I say and what I took from that was write your emotions so I'm on vacation. I'm traveling in London, right? And I see something that I'm like, wow, that's that's interesting, man. Now, I may not know a lot about that, but that emotion that that view made me have is what I'm going to write about. Now, I'm going to do the research to learn more about what I just saw. But I'm mm-hmm. basically writing on that emotion that I felt when I saw that thing that I saw. That, that inspired yeah. me to write. That inspired me. Right. So so that's more so what I meant. When you know when you see that quote on the on, on the of course, is. which is what
3: we, we want for yeah. entertainment. We want right. emotion, but for right. the news we do not. Yeah. It's all mixed up lately. <laughs> you know, people on Facebook are they're supposed to entertain us. I thought, but instead it's like a diary. They're telling us all the events. and the news. They're not telling us the event. They're just telling us about the emotions or or, or lies. Anyway, yeah.
1: So, George, so there's why- that. So, George, why don't you tell us a little bit about the book? Uh, did you pencil, ink, do all that yourself, or do you have other people working on the book?
4: Yeah, no. So I wrote, I wrote the book, um, and then I hired some artists to do the work. I, I
1: did you pay them just, with exposure?
4: No, no, no. I paid uh. them. I paid them with cash. I I, 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 paid them with, cash. I stopped paying. I stopped paying with uh, with that a long time ago. Oh, <laughs> uh, back in like two thousand and three, I think I stopped. <laughs> um, as of right, yeah, no, these guys are getting paid. Um, they, I definitely, definitely pay them. Um, but I, and I'm happy that I that I found these guys because I, I actually found them a very long time ago, and they kind of stuck with me. Uh, Big Cat Studios was the name of the uh, of the group that started, and they've changed their name to Studio Nine Lives. They've actually gone into animation, and they do a, a whole bunch of other stuff. They're really, really talented artists who are who are really just doing this uh, book for me, and they're doing. An phenomenal work they do the pencil uh the inking and all the coloring and then I do the lettering and I you know I write and I do the lettering I did design the characters myself I drew the characters and I said this is what I want them to look like and so I wouldn't have the whole Stan Lee Ditko thing like (laughs) Spider-Man you know what I mean was it was it Ditko was it Stan you know who did it I drew it I say here guys draw that and uh and then they hooked it up they did what they did with their with their with their skills so yeah so big shout out to them
1: so does that mean there's going to be an animated uh, Adventures of Wonder
4: Duck coming along oh, the man, pike? They keep, You know, it's funny because they keep telling me, dude, we got to animate this. And I'm like, as soon as I get that money, it's not going to be for exposure. <laughs> as soon as I get that money for you, it, I I definitely would love to do an animation uh, for the Adventures of Wonder Duck, for sure.
1: So I think that's really cool um, that you have decided to go down the pay person with cash route.
2: <laughs> that's always good. Cash is king. <laughs>
1: oh oh we we got a question oh why a duck why not another animal so why a duck why a duck why not a moose or uh or a gerbil
4: so i'm a i'm a 90s kid and back in the day i was a huge fan of disney afternoon and one of my biggest uh one of the, the the shows that i liked the most was DuckTales. DuckTales had a character called Gizmo Duck
0: mm-hmm. in,
4: in, in, um, on the story. And I loved Gizmo Duck. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to create my own duck. And so that's where Wonder Duck came from. It was just the inspiration of that, of that Gizmo Duck character. I wanted to create my own, uh, you know, Super Duck. And so Wonder Duck came to be. And that's how that started does he have a catchphrase like what was that flabbering flabbergast was that it no 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 he doesn't have one well that i think that's uh that's what's his name that's um gizmo duck no gizmo Gizmo. to to activate the the suit yeah 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 he did he did no he doesn't have uh, a catchphrase that i thought that would be too much like (laughs) stealing from disney Uh are (laughs) you
1: are are you concerned that disney might be like hey ducks are our thing you can't have a duck
4: No, because, no, you know, Howard the Duck is out there and Daffy Duck and, you know, and all those other ducks are out there. So I'm like, eh, not really. I, I don't think that they necessarily have a superhero duck other than Gizmo and I don't think they did anything with Gizmo. So, you know.
1: I would say bring it on. <laughs> if you want to be the guy that's being sued by Disney, you'll get depressed right.
4: that way. this and deceased right, right now. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah.
2: So it but, is like, a- Gizmo Duck always fascinated me because he's... On a unicycle. Right, yeah. Where'd his legs go? <laughs>
1: his legs, especially the, the flippers, right? He just kind of yeah, he bends kind of his inward. On on his feet. Yeah. <laughs> he was weird. Like you know, I, I never it. thought about that. <laughs> yeah. You
2: didn't think about that? <laughs> I really wasn't a fan of Gizmo Ducks. What can I you, say? You, you cut up in like like into microscopic inspection of every story you watch, and you never thought of that? I wasn't a fan uh, of
1: Gizmo Duck. What can I say?
2: I've <laughs> seen you. I've seen you rip apart like things that you're not a fan of all the time. <laughs> that was that was young, mark.
1: The, oh, the uh, critical, critical young mark, mark. critical mark did not happen until um, Independence Day. That's what started him.
2: That's really? that's that's, that's the movie that started
1: him on on the downward spiral of being critical of all movies after that. Because I watched thing Independence blame Day. blame
2: Will Smith for.
1: I watched (laughs) Independence Day. I loved Independence Day. And then I saw it again. And I was like, wait a minute. And then I saw it again. I was like, wait a minute. And every time, every repeated viewing, I saw something else wrong with that movie that made me stop watching the movie. I'm like, I can't watch this anymore because every time I see something wrong, that fire does not go into the cave and it should have you know, killed the dog. And when the, when the ship came down, it should have crashed straight down on them anyway. You in the base. Wow. Like, the, like I'm like, what the hell? So all that stuff was like, it was just too much for me. It was too much. And that's what started me off. But we're you at a
3: script supervisor. Sp-
1: oh, I would love that. But yeah. I, I, I think they will only pay me an exposure. <laughs> right. Yeah, you
3: seem really good.
1: Um, uh, social media time. So where can people find yes. out more about uh, your book, the Kickstarter campaign? Where was the link go? I know we're going to put it in our YouTube page, but mm-hmm. for people listening on the radio, so that way they don't have to go to our YouTube page, yeah,
4: where you would they go? go? You can go to Get Your Meds with a Z, M-E-D-Z, getyourmeds.com. All of my information is in there. I, I am, you know, started a page for the Adventures of Ducks. If you want to follow them on, on Instagram, it's the underscore adventures underscore of underscore WD. It's a long one, but yeah, it's on there, um, and yeah, you can you can find all my stuff on, on the website. You can you know order the T shirts, order books, whatever. Get to know me a little more.
1: All right, so I have to ask, what are the meds that
4: you're getting? Yeah,
3: I was thinking. <laughs> a the well,
4: so the so the meds are the the product, the books, the T shirts. How, <laughs> How many milligrams? How many milligrams? Like at at least three hundred milligrams. Wow! Day. Yeah, no, it's heavy duty stuff. It's Heavy duty stuff. And, and what? So, what? What is the ailment that the meds cure? Yeah. Boredom. Boredom. If you're oh. bored and you need something to read, you can get cured by reading these books. So yes, that is the ailment: boredom. <laughs> All
3: right. I'm never no. bored.
1: What? Are there any
4: side <laughs> effects?
1: Are there any side effects for the uh, medications that you take? <laughs>
4: oh yeah man Tri- tripping you you may just trip and go into these different worlds and you know what i mean encounter these characters and you're like where the hell am i so yeah it's it, it's trippy so you definitely want to want to check them out
1: so so the warning is um the ducks may start to talk to you in real life <laughs> right and you may go on a, an adventure that you may not be fully prepared for that's
4: right that's right All right.
1: so we're almost out of time so let's hit some final thoughts so dominic yes man's yes. final do you have a final thought for us
2: $10,000 gets you a night with me. <laughs> <laughs> 15000 you can work out <laughs> with Jen.
1: L. <laughs> Man, do you have a final thought?
3: Yeah, final thought is the Catch the Crazies by our guest right here is about two podcasters who summon something supernatural to help them. Perhaps something supernatural is helping you. Hmm.
1: George Medina, do you have any final thoughts?
4: Yes, please uh, follow the pre-launch page to the Adventures of Wonder Duck. Um, it's going to go live on May 4th. And check out the uh, Catch the Craze podcast on, uh, on YouTube.
1: So my final thought is this. As I've always said, um, if you cannot financially support any type of Kickstarter campaign, you can always like, share, comment, spread it around. So people who are, who are as, um, uh, as your co-host, Sam Vera says, they're brokepreneurs. And they can just share it out there as if they cannot uh, financially support. Um, also, I want to mention, um, you've been a great guy. I've known you for many, many years. I mean, you, sir. how long has it been? Like, what, a good 15? Yeah. 15 years least. or so?
4: At least, yeah.
1: And it's really cool. Um, I actually did read The Russ uh, way back oh, when. Exactly. <laughs> so I know he does quality stuff. And if you guys really want to check out some cool independent stuff, he is the man to go get. And if you do sign up for the pre-launch, make sure you donate because it's not cool to sign up for it and then drop out, right?
4: Because that happens a lot. It does, it does, it does. It does so, happen a lot. So
1: don't, don't be a jerk. That's, that's, that's my final thought, don't be a jerk.
4: <laughs> oh man, thank you, Mark. I appreciate you having me on here. And guys, you guys have been amazing. Thank you so much oh. for, uh, for the questions, jammed the deep stuff. Dominic, the cool stuff that we're, you know, we're going to talk about
1: this, uh, this you know, $10,000 thing. You may have to, you know. Tell me to come to your house. Go yeah, right sure. to your house. Ah. So that about we does it. We'll fly you this. in. We'll fly, fly you. you in, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that about does it for this week on I Came From the Radio. Join us right here any every week on this radio station. If you missed any part of the show. Tough. There we go. Go to our website, <laughs> www.camefromthe.com. Listen to archives. We'll be up any week or so. Um, our next live show will be our 56th live show courtesy of the east metal public library will be comic uh, creator writer and uh, publisher mariano Nicesia on may 11th so make sure you guys go to www.eastmetal.info um, and like i said there's tons and tons and tons of free programming for everyone all family friendly um all family friendly events that people can enjoy so with that we'll see you uh, next time